0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For those of you who attend St. Matthias, and possibly some of you who attend other parishes, you might recognize these words as the last words I speak during our communion service. They are the words that begin the blessing prior to the recessional or the last hymn. And these words come to us from the Holy Scriptures. St. Paul spoke them in his letter to the Philippians in chapter 4, verse 7. And I was drawn to these words this past weekend when Bruce passed away. In all honesty, I didn't really have an opportunity to get to know Bruce that well. I was able to get to know him to a certain degree, but not as well as perhaps I might others who could attend church every week for many years. You see, Bruce moved back down to Katy only about two years ago. And during that time, he was only able to attend church a few times. Soon after he came, his health was such that he had to live in assisted living and eventually in a community with full-time care. And even though I may not have known him as well as I do some others in the parish, there was one thing evident to me when I did visit with Bruce. He certainly was a people person and a talker. When he was at one of the first assisted living places down the road, I remember scheduling a time to meet with him. And when I arrived, I remember going in, and he was already waiting for me in the lobby area. So I greeted him, and instead of just sitting down and beginning our conversation, Bruce proceeded to introduce me to every single person sitting around in the lobby area. That included not only the residents, but it included all the workers as well. I got to meet so many people I hadn't planned on meeting. And I learned all about their lives that day. And after we got done the introductions, I was taken on a whole tour of the facility. I think we walked each hallway, the dining room, the activities room, finally Bruce's room. And I think we even got into an area of the building that we weren't supposed to be in. But with each room we entered, Bruce seemed to know every one of the other residents. And I have to admit, maybe I shouldn't admit it, but I really started to wonder how long I might be there that day. You have to understand, we priests try to keep visits to an hour or less, especially if it's a hospital visit or something like that. We don't want people to feel like they have to entertain us, and we don't want people to get tired out because we didn't leave. So, we try to purposely keep visits on the shorter side. But that day, I think that if I hadn't had a deadline to go and get my kids from their school pickup line, Bruce may just have talked to me all day long. He certainly was a talker and a people person. And so, the times when I would see Bruce, I would specifically ask him how he was doing. And I'd ask him about people, I'd ask about the family. About Erica and the kids, even though I knew what they were doing already. I'd ask about Shaughnessy and anything else happening about which I knew. And he would tell me, and we would share, and he would share with me, and, and we would pray together. With wide open eyes filled with excitement, he would talk about anyone I asked about. But I also know how things progressed especially most recently, how it became increasingly difficult for him since physically he couldn't spend as much time with other people or get out of the room, and as he couldn't communicate as well as he did before. And I know that that certainly has to be hard when your mind or or your body doesn't let you physically do certain things that you like to do. It's easy to become discouraged, especially when someone who was such such a people person suddenly can't socialize and interact through no fault or choice of his own. My Friends, the last two times I visited with Bruce, as I tried to talk with him about that, I discovered that Bruce had peace. That's why I quoted that verse I started with from the scriptures from Philippians. I don't know what he he communicated with Erica or others who visited with him. But when I saw and talked with him, I sensed a peace. I sensed that godly peace in him. And I bring this up because I know that, at least in my time with him, that this peace was something that became evident, if not more evident, after he was baptized last year. If you didn't know, Bruce wasn't sure if he had been baptized before or not. And as he came to know the Lord more over the past couple of years, he wanted to be baptized or reaffirm his faith if he had already been baptized. So that's what we did. With the family around in his room, we conditionally baptized him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And with that baptism, with that new life in Christ, there came a peace. A peace from God. A peace that really is beyond anything else this world can offer. I mean, in this world, we have a lot of things that can give us a sense of peace. We have money. We all know that money can bring about great worries. And so when we have enough money, when the bank accounts aren't dried up and when the bills aren't piling up, we have a sense of peace because that worry isn't there. We have family. Family can certainly give us a sense of peace, especially if it's a family that likes to laugh together, and who all get along for the most part. So there are certainly some worldly things like that which can give us peace. But ultimately, those things can change. Those things won't necessarily endure. Money can go. Jobs can go. Family can go. Just as quick as they came. Life circumstances can change in the blink of an eye. And so these temporal things are just that temporal. So they never offer a true inward peace. But the peace that God gives in Jesus Christ is an eternal peace. It's a peace that endures. It's a peace that overcomes all the changes and all the circumstances in this life. Because we know that we have a God that loves us. And we know that we have a God who has promised us life eternal. And, beloved, while the things of this world can change around us, God never changes. That's why St. Paul says it is a peace that surpasses, goes beyond understanding. In other words, it is an otherworldly peace. And Jesus even says that to his disciples. After his resurrection, Jesus comes to his disciples and he he breathes the Holy Spirit upon them and he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. But not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It is a peace that rests solely on the unchanging God who has redeemed us through Jesus Christ. When we are in Christ, when we know in our hearts that we belong to him, we have a peace. We have a a peace that knows that God is in control of our lives. We have a peace that knows that despite our past, despite the decisions we made, despite the skeletons in our closets, despite the guilt that weighs us down, God has redeemed us. We have a peace because it is God who has redeemed us through the death and the resurrection of Jesus alone. You see, it's not something that says, I have to do more for God. Or, I haven't done enough for God in order for him to love me. If that's the case, then that's the very opposite of peace. That's a life of worry. That's a life of insecurity. That's a life of wondering, will I really be with God? Will I really go to heaven? Or does God really love me? But when the focus and the center of it all is Jesus Christ and his work, when our eyes are turned to the cross of Jesus and the empty tomb, then we have a peace that says, Jesus has done enough for me. And I can rest assured that because I belong to him, I will receive all the promises of God. Sure, there may be questions. Sure, there may be waverings. Sure, there may be things we don't know and, and that we certainly don't understand. We don't all always have it all together as Christians. And neither did Bruce. I mean, Erica joked with me when we were talking about the two hymns we would sing this morning. And she said, well, Dad really only knew one hymn. Amazing Grace. What a hymn to know, though. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. It was grace that brought us safe thus far. And grace will lead us home great hymn and that's okay that he may only have known that one hymn or that he didn't know the scriptures like a, a lifelong churchgoer might and it's okay even if you're in that position today because it's not all about what you can offer god but about what god has offered and done for you friends in jesus Bruce found and experienced that peace of God's amazing grace. And beloved, I fully believe he would have each of us enjoy and stand firm in that same peace with him. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen.